Shares of Crocs are up 120% over the past year. The company's shoes have been labeled the it shoe and the pandemic shoe of the quarantine period, the unofficial shoe of the pandemic, according to Al. Stock market loves it as the most recent earnings can we ahead have expectations. Joining us, Andrew Reese is the chief executive officer at Crocs Inc. Andrew, great to have you here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Thanks for joining. Pleasure. So Andrew, it's obvious by now, anybody watching the performance of your company's stock over the past year, that something very unique has happened throughout the period that has brought this shoe into a new degree of popularity. What do you think has been behind that? And what does the data show from your team? Yeah, there's probably a couple of things, right? This has probably been you know three, four, maybe even five years in the making. So Crocs has been a, a turnaround story for the last five years. We've uh, myself and, and the team here, and uh, and really the credit goes to the team, have, have put in place a, a strategy that uh, focuses on our core consumer, uh, is bringing a kind of core iconic product to them, is expanding our uh, franchise and heritage into sandals and, and personalization, other areas. But you know, comprehensive uh, product marketing, go-to-market strategy together that we thought would uh, revitalize and reinvigorate the company, and it has. Um, we first started to see that really get traction in 2019. We had a great year in 2019. And then uh, then we hit the pandemic. Um, and I think what happened in the pandemic is really two things. One is um, we can see that some of the things that we were able to do so the, one of the most important was uh, really donated a, a huge number of shoes, over 860,000 pairs to frontline health healthcare workers, completely free to them, um, created a great deal of goodwill with that community and, and a much broader set of people. Uh, and then second, it's really changed, it's, it's accelerated some key trends that were going on in the footwear industry. One is casualization, right? So people are more and more casual. They're often at home right now, um, but even before that, they're becoming more casual. And they were looking for different things from their footwear. They're looking for comfort. They were looking for value. They were looking for uh, a sense of, uh, of uplift and inspiration that might come from color or, or collaboration. So, um, uh, so we, we were able to do some things, but also the core DNA of the brand is very much in sync with where consumers are today. Now, uh, as viewers would all hear, I, I don't like to fawn over companies, Andrew, but it is uh, pretty amazing. It's hard to know what stat to uh, pick here from your guys' quarter to highlight. E-commerce revenue, obviously a big growth portion, 92% uh, higher revenue that climbed on the top line by 56% on an annual basis to $411 million. What I do think maybe is most impressive, though, is the huge jump in your gross margin, which was at nearly 56% versus a 48 a year ago. And according to Bloomberg data is way ahead of your peer group. It's in the 95th percentile, which means basically you're the highest margin retailer of your kind. How'd you do that and is it sustainable? Yeah. Look, I think it is sustainable. I think that's the first thing to say. Um, look, we, we have some intrinsic advantages, right? So we, we bring to product a, we bring to market a product um, that is pretty efficient to make, right? Uh, it's very simple. Um, it's very efficient. There's a lot goes into that, um, but it's really efficient and cost-effective to make. And uh, and given our, I think, excellent branding and the way that we can position it with consumers, we can still give the consumer incredible value, $45 for a shoe that they can wear for a long period of time that gives them great utility, um, but but that still allows us to make a good amount of money. So I think there's a, the, that component is, is really important. The second component is the increase over prior periods. 
we've been able over time to mix to higher margin channels. So DTC, e-com and our own stores are much higher margin than selling wholesale. Um, so we've increased the proportion of that business. We've also been able to cut back on uh, discounts and promotions. Um, you know, shortage of supply gives you tremendous power in some cases. If, uh, if demand is ahead of supply, you can cut back on some of those promotions and things that you might not ordinarily want to do, and that allows you to raise margin. So uh, we think we have some uh, long-term sustainable uh, advantages here, and uh, we're enthusiastic and optimistic we can maintain those kind of margins. What kind of plans do you have in terms of distribution of the e-commerce and direct-to-consumer channel versus the brick-and-mortar presence? Uh, in particular, I know in the past you've had a wide distribution through Dick's Sporting Goods uh, and other, obviously, brick-and-mortar areas that have been suffering here over the past year. Do you want to have the same degree of presence there? Have you learned that you can dial back on that and keep a higher margin business that you control on your own? We want to do both. Right, so um, look, the, the higher margin business that we control on our own is obviously a little bit more appealing to us, but frankly, we need to do both. And, and you have to start with the consumer. And our consumer is incredibly diverse. It's, it's moms, dads, it's kids. Um, it's very broad in terms of socioeconomic groups, and we need to reach them where they shop. So they can shop online, they can shop on Amazon, they can shop in Dick's, they can shop in Famous Footwear or Shoe Carnival, and we want to be in all of those places, sometimes with different products for different people, so there's different differentiation, but we want to be in all of those places. So we're really going to look to make sure that we kind of grow through channels. And, and I also would mention internationally, you know, we're, uh, we're very much an international company. A little over half our business today comes from the United States, um, but we're also expanding and growing in Europe and Asia as well. And that's an important part of our overall economic mix. Andrew, along that subject of diversity, I got an anecdote for you and one more question. I got my hair cut in between shows today, and while I was getting ready for the show, I asked my barber, I said, hey, what do you think about Crocs? Do you like Crocs? And he said, you know, it's not really popular in my community. He goes, Latinos, blacks, we don't wear Crocs. How do you get into different communities and different demographics that maybe have not been the core of the Crocs consumer in the past? Because I imagine if you're gonna keep up this yep. growth, you gotta find new buyers and new fans of Crocs. Yep. Yeah, we have, right. And uh, and I might disagree with you, Barbara, a little bit. So last year we did a uh, collaborations. We've been doing collaborations with a broad variety of people, which allows us to appeal to to their fans, right? So it allows us to connect through to, to, to their, their communities. Uh, and one of the uh, individuals that we worked with last year is Bad Bunny, who is a, you know, a Puerto Rican uh, a musician um, and has tremendous appeal in the Latin American community. Uh, what I would say is that was one of our most successful collaborations. We completely underestimated the amount of demand that we'd have there so mm. maybe that's a bit of an insight into what is a, a future uh, growth and interesting market for us okay now these partnerships can you still get high margin you got to pay all these celebrities a bunch of money I know you got Jay Beebs on there too he doesn't come we cheap have, yeah we do uh, the, the collaboration is really not about making money. We do make money on them, to be quite frank, because, um, but it's really not about making money. It's about uh, inspiring and igniting that consumer base, uh, giving them an opportunity to buy something which is of a limited, uh, limited supply, a limited release. Uh, but where you really benefit is they then come purchase your, you know, your, your ordinary products, those that are available across that broad distribution. And so it's a combination of the two that works out. Okay. Andrew, love the details here, and uh, obviously congratulations on what's been a pretty amazing year and looking forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks for being here. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Andrew Reese is the Chief Executive Officer at Crocs, Inc. Ticker CROX.